gorgeous lot. You've just massively enjoyed listening to our splendid preview show number one. And so without even pausing for breath, we're back again with preview Woo! show number two. Well done. Bearing in mind that we've literally just finished the first one and we're going straight into the second one, having already consumed three bottles of Prosecco. So the longer this goes on, the more fabulous we shall become. And in this show, we're going to preview another 12 songs according to the timeline of them being released. So let's get stuck in straight away and head off to our first victim, which is the song from Croatia, a charming, thoughtful slice of Balkan joy. Now, this will be Croatia's 28th Eurovision. They've always used the same procedure to choose their songs. It's called, uh, the national final is called Dora, so named after a lovely old lady. The last time they had a top 10 result was 20. 22 years, 22 years ago in 2001. <laughs> so no pressure then. Winning both the jury votes. <laughs> oh my God. More Prosecco, please. Winning both the jury votes and televotes and by quite a long, decent margin and beating 17 other songs was modern rock group Let Three or Flight Three, as we say in English. They were formed back in 1987. They're very popular in their homeland because of their, quote, original approach to rock music, obscene live performances and their provocative and vulgar lyrics. Indeed, here's a sample of this year's song, Mother Brought a Tractor, Armageddon Granny, Mother Loved a Moron, Violent Psychopath. They've released several studio albums. The first studio album back in the 80s was called Two Dogs Fucking and the five-man band is fronted by 61-year-old Damir, who also wrote the song alongside bandmate Zoran. It's called Mama... Um, apparently in Polish that means mother's pissing. Um, is it music? Is it art? Or is it something else? Enjoy. Mama kupila traktoram. Mama kupila traktoram. Mama kupila traktora, trajna nina, armagedonona. Mama kupila traktora. Mama kupila traktora. Mama kupila traktora, trajna nina, armagedonona. Mama ljubila morona. Mama ljubila morona. Mama ljubila morona, trajna nina, armagedonona. Mama ljubila morona, mama ljubila morona, mama ljubila morona, trajna nina, armagedonona.
Televa only semi-final that is sailing through. It's like Rocky Horror meets Dad's Army. I don't know whether it's sailing through. Uh, I think it, 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 it it's likely to come eight to tenth. I don't know. I might be underestimating this. It's a fantastic piece of musical satire. Um, I mean, you're only getting the sound of this, dear listeners, but what you have to imagine is these people all dressed up as ghastly um, parodies of world leaders like Adolf Hitler and Stalin, and it's a song about psychopathy and the stupid, mindless multitudes following idiot dictators, which in the world of the Ukraine war going on as a backdrop is not a bad message to have for Eurovision <laughs> in a witty kind of way. Actually, you know, what this reminds me of is that classic film, Dr. Strangelove mm-hmm. from yeah. the early 1960s where you have these mad, crazy dictators, you know, I won't have any fighting in the war room, Dimitri. Uh, <laughs> He's riding a rocket at the end of the music video. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, musically speaking, mm, interesting and okay. In terms of a message of satire and biting caustic wit that may well appeal to the masses, a big, big tick. So, yeah, I think this is in the final. My first impression was that this was like, when I saw it in the the national final performance, was that this was an embarrassing joke entry, a bit like Leto Svet from 2008. Mm That was just the first, like, 20 seconds, though. It soon becomes very apparent that there is much more to this entry than just a joke, even though it does incorporate a large dose of humour to convey the message. The chaotic song composition tells a story. The costumes tell a story. The projections tell a story. Their movement on stage seems symbolic, so even though I don't understand what they're saying, I am interested. I'm captivated. Uh, It's obvious that there is a lot of thought, effort and skill behind this. Entries like this, for me, are pushing the boundaries of what modern Eurovision is, uh, is what is moving the contest forward. It's not just a song and dance number, it's an audio-visual experience and that allows for more artistic room, for more meaning, for more depth. Also, I just, I love the band. Some of them are in their early 60s and seem very cool and aware of current times. I did an image image search and it's very clear that they love to push boundaries visually, often incorporating like LGBTQ flavor in their image. Uh, They are clearly out to provoke as well, according to a YouTube channel called Overthinking It. Let three were fined for public nudity in one of their concerts, but argued in court that they were not technically naked because they were performing with corks in their anuses. I I love them, and I can't wait to see what they'll do on stage, and I really hope this qualifies. But it's hard to tell. I'm listening to my heart, and I hope hope it qualifies. And correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't it uh, Belarusian President Lukashenko that bought uh, Putin a tractor? For his uh, 70th birthday. Yeah, that, that's what they're saying. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, let's move on to Chanson Numero 2 in this second preview show. We're going to Malta. Now, the Maltese national selection consists of three rounds, a semi-final, and a 16-song super-final on February the 11th, one of those super-duper Saturdays. Winning the televote and coming second in the jury vote, we have The Busca, an indie-pop trio formed back in 2012, which is actually quite amazing because they don't look old enough to have been formed 11 years ago. This will be Malta's 30, uh, 50, 35th concert. 
say that again, 35th contest since their debut in 1971. They usually qualify, and when they do, they do fairly well. Although I read somewhere years ago that Malta are, are desperate to win the show. Have they gone off that idea, do you think? Um, <laughs> the producers of the show this year seem to be in agreement. They've allocated this song, the dreaded second slot, in their semi-final. So basically, they're doomed already. But this is kind of catchy, and the lead singer, as far as I'm concerned, is absolutely gorgeous. And I don't care what he's singing about. I'm too busy lusting after him. And according to the words of the song, he looks better in his sweater. Although, I beg to differ. They've written this song and it's called Dance and in brackets Our Own Party and it features a Maltese version of the Moldovan epic sax guy. There weren't many good songs in the Maltese final this year, so I think probably the best song won. Yeah, I think uh, it will struggle in the semi-final. Uh, I think if if it reaches if it reaches the final, this is the kind of song that appeals more to a the non-Eurovision uh, fan, right? Just the the regular person, the regular straight person, I almost said. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, 
but you know when you say this song is a song written for Eurovision the old meaning of that is what Ireland are doing today that means something very different uh, than what it did even 10 years ago in the modern sense i it would be a song that is written with a visual performance in mind the song doesn't totally make sense on its own because it's just a part of a bigger picture that comes together on the eurovision stage uh, a great example of that is um Iveta Mukushian Love Wave Armenia 2016 uh all of this to say that Malta is coming with a song written for eurovision there is a lot of space in the composition for things to happen on stage rather than in the music but because in the music there, there's not really that much happening and the lyrics are just fun and like stupid enough almost to give it kind of the right silly mood it's a bit like sunstroke project and uh city sani you know the eat your salad people uh but without the tiresome sexualization of either it has a sort of cute boyish charm it's just about fun and it does what it says on the tin however it is in a very strong semifinal i think you know before i thought it had a fighting chance i am not sure now with the, the running order not because it's bad it's just in some with some very strong competition mm. there's only two things that i think that you remember about this song which is like i feel better in my sweater which brings a grin to your face for a, a, a second if you're lucky and then that burst of the saxophone <laughs> which you hear it once or twice, you think, ah. Oh. But then when you've heard it the ninth time in the song, you think, is there anything else there? Um, and therefore, coming after Norway in the dreaded second slot, Norway will memory hold this song because of the fact that she's mm. a very striking presence and it'll be a foot tapper and people will think that's a very strong start to the contest. I... Don't think we'll be seeing Malta in the grand final. It's a very strange performance as well, isn't it? They need to work on that. Mm. Anyway, let's move on to Italy now. Once the week-long Sanremo festival is over, and we have our winner, the bookmakers normally put uh, Italy at the top of the tables. Well, that didn't happen this year. I wonder why. Now, winning the seventy-third, seventy-third Sanremo festival and returning to Eurovision since his seventh-placed Essenziale in twenty thirteen, we welcome back lovely Marco Mengoni, undoubtedly. One of the biggest names this year, having won many music awards over the years and scoring several multi-platinum albums in his homeland. He co-wrote this song, it's called Due Vite, Two Lives, a classic Italian ballad. Another top ten score for Italy? Let's find out. Siamo i soli svegli in tutto l'universo E non conosco ancora bene il tuo deserto Sei in un posto del mio cuore dove il sole è sempre spento Dove a volte ti perdo, ma se voglio ti prendo Siamo fermi in un tempo così, che solleva le strade Con il cielo ad un passo da qui, siamo i mostri alle fate Dovrei telefonarti, dirti le cose che sento Ma ho finito le scuse, e non ho più difese Siamo un libro sul pavimento in una casa vuota che sembra la nostra Il caffè con limone contro l'engover sembri una foto mossa E ci siamo fottuti ancora una notte fuori un locale E meno male Se questa è l'ultima canzone poi la luna esploderà Sarò gli a dirti che sbagli, ti sbagli, lo sai Qui non arriva la E tu non dormi e dove sarai, dove vai, qua 
tanto lo so che tu non darmi, 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 darmi mai Che giri fanno due vite Siamo i soli svegli in tutto l'universo A gridare un po' di rabbia sopra un tetto Che nessuno si sente così Che nessuno li guarda più i film I fiori nella tua camera La mia maglia metallica Siamo un libro sul pavimento In una casa vuota che sembrava la nostra Persi tra le persone quante parole Senza mai una risposta E ci siamo fottuti ancora una notte fuori Se questa è l'ultima canzone poi la luna esploderà Sarò lì a dirti che sbagli, ti sbagli e lo sai Qui non arriva la musica e tu non dormi E dove sarai, dove vai quando la vita poi esagera Tutte le corse, gli schiaffi, gli sbagli che fai quando qualcosa ti So we don't actually have the three-minute version of that, so that was about three minutes, 40 seconds. You need to whack 40 seconds off that, which might harm it. Might help it, too. And it might help it, too. <laughs> hey. Wake up, look. Come on, chop, chop. I, I, <laughs> well, first of all, it, it's, it's a lovely um, affirmation of the beauty of ageing. That I think Marco looks a lot better in 2023 than he did in 2013. So no Olympic now then, no? Oh, no. <laughs> uh, I might have chosen different clothes, but he's a very handsome, striking performer. And uh, I don't find him sleazy at all, Juan. <laughs> the problem I have with this song is a verse-chorus problem. The verse commits for me that fatal Italian error of fitting far too many syllables and words yeah, 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 yeah. in a hurry in a staccato, like, machine gun way at you, and then suddenly you get into the chorus, it's like, oh, thank God, music, you know? So I find this a very schizophrenic song. I want to, like, pause the verses and then just go to the chorus, which means you've sort of got half a song. Um, it sounds beautiful. It's going to do quite well. Um, it's going to do better with the juries than the televoters. I'd have this coming somewhere between 8th and 12th, but it's not an Italian winner. For me, it's just about like, it's fine. Uh, composition and arrangement wise, it's, you know, very, it's competent. It's high quality workmanship, as you would expect from a San Remo winner. But it is very classical. It is very San Remo. 
I find myself getting a bit bored because it's so predictably like San Remo. Uh, uh, I'm not crazy about his very nasal and tight projection on the higher notes that he sings. I think the juries will definitely show it some love, uh, but for me, it's just a bit too dated and predictable. I think, I mean, it will definitely have its fans in the televote, but I don't think it's going to be that strong. Yeah, Italy have been a bit more imaginative of late, haven't they? Anyway, uh, we should go to Lithuania. The Lithuanian national final is optimistically called Let's Try Again. This year there was 30 songs, two heats, two semi-finals, and ultimately a final spread over five weeks. And if that wasn't confusing enough, there was a tie for first place in the final, and the song that won got less televotes than the song that came second. Returning to the Eurovision eight years after duetting with absolutely luscious nom-nom Vidas Barmilla in 2015 is lovely Monica Linkity, hoping to get a better result than 18th place with her new song, Stay, which now becomes one of Eurovision's most popular song titles alongside... Time... and Shine! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's the second Lithuanian monarchy in a row... Will she and her girls continue Lithuania's recent run of good scores? Let's find out. Just a little comment here. What's the guy that, that sang with her? Valdis Barmila. I yes. just said it. Yes. So I I follow, uh, or follow, uh, I subscribe to a YouTube channel so called... So you stalk him? Yeah. No, 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 no. Absolutely not. Uh, to a YouTube channel called uh, Maxi Rainbow, uh, uh, Eurovision... Uh, like react, she reacts to, or they react to music videos. It's a drag queen that reacts to music videos okay, okay. from the Euro, from Eurovision. And apparently on Twitter, they had quite an exchange uh, because of what was his name again? Vaudis Barmila. Yeah, <laughs> had very anti Black Lives Matter messages. sentiments yeah. and 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 messages on Twitter, quite racist, according to Maxi Rainbow. I just want to put that in there before you lust over him. Thank you very much for that, Juan. <laughs> Thank Let's you. play the song now, please. <laughs> <laughs> And all the crying, all the fighting You keep putting out the fire That burns so bright within me As I look back through all these years To broken dreams, disguising fear Being someone that I'm really not Just stay with me My heart is bleeding I need you here All the bitterness of failure to find myself within me. Just stay 
What does that mean? Chuto tuto. You said something about loudness? It's that... too loud. Was that that? I quite liked that song, actually. It was the best song in the Lithuanian final by a mile. Yeah, I have to, um, Lithuania is definitely doing a lot better than the other Baltic states in recent years. Um, I love the capella last 20 seconds of this song. Um, makes me want to keep listening to it. I think also, being in semi-final two, it's got more than a fighting chance of qualifying. I'm not sure it'll do that well in the final, but, you know, hats off to you. Yeah, you've definitely done a decent job again this year. And Monica is obviously a favourite name. If you basically... <laughs> even if you're a bloke next year and your name is Marvin... Monica. Marvin. Change it to Monica and you'll probably get the vote. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of like this as well. It's grown on me. There's a real warmth in this song. And especially the chorus sounds sort of ritualistic and almost like they're casting a bene benevolent spell. I actually... <laughs> Sorry. You like a grower, don't you? <laughs> yeah, my throat reacted instinctively. Sorry. <laughs> I, <laughs> Sorry. I actually don't mind the bad English in the verses uh, because it makes the switch to Lithuanian stand out more. Uh, and the constant gentle beat really works as a kind of hypnotic focal point for the track. The only complaint I have is that there is a big disconnect with the feeling of the song and the styling of her and the staging. She seemed so glammed up for this kind of simple and down-to-earth kind of song. Uh, they have time to elevate it, though, and I really hope they could pull it off. Definitely one of the better songs from semi-final two, I think. Here, here. So we now move on to La France. Now, last year, you remember, there wasn't a word of French in the whole contest from the start to the finish. So this year, we welcome back with open arms the return of the French language via the French song. The French broadcaster ditched their Sevuki Decide national final this year in favour of internally selecting their artists. And it's a pleasure to be able to introduce to y'all the rather elegant and charismatic 25-year-old Canadian Moroccan singer Fatima. Hafti, a.k.a. Lazara. She'd got a hint at Piaf and a splash at Brel, and her self-penned chanson, Avidemont, was dropped by the French broadcaster on February the 19th. And the first line of the song goes, My heart, my hands, my eyes, my kidneys, nothing belongs to me anymore. Mes yeux, mes reins, plus rien ne m'appartient. Je me fais du mal pour faire du bien. J'oublie comme si ce n'était rien. Dans mon jardin d'enfer, pousse des fleurs que j'arrose de mes rêves, de mes pleurs. On a sur le toit du monde, on ne peut toucher le ciel. Évidemment, toutes ces belles promesses que j'entends, ce n'est que du vent. Évidemment, car après le beau temps vient la pluie, c'est ce qu'on oublie, c'est toujours trop. 
demain, je rachète hier. Le temps est assassin. Je cherche l'amour, je ne trouve rien. Comme dans mon sac à main, dans ma tête, je n'ai pas tant évident. Je cherche la vérité. Chanter la grande France C'est toujours faux pour être vrai Mais c'est jamais trop I think that's a great song. What do you reckon, boys? I think it's better than that. Um, I think this is a sleeper. I really think people are saying this is like, okay, uh, average to good, uh, solid, better than last year. So much depends on the live performance of this woman. She looks like she has absolute phenomenal star potential as a performer. Mm -hmm. She looks cute. Um, lovely French word, mignon. Mm -hmm. Like cutesy, like just like a, a perfect little pastel piece of cake. Um, it sounds, yeah. I mean, think of all that love that was poured out on Barbara Pravi because she, she sounded piafish. And this has more than voila in a way because it has that slow burn beginning and it suddenly explodes into this thing with this hypnotic pacey beat which she completely dominates and, and I, I I'm really excited about this song I just don't know where it could go if it bombs it's going to add mid-table if it does really really well top three I think it's going to come to live on stage um so is this the best song in the world? No, absolutely not. It's But it's very, very camp and over-the-top French. I think it's the kind of Frenchness that is not for the French. I don't think the French like this. This is for foreigners, like an outside view looking into France and what we expect of France, like a, like a caricature. of Everything of that last year's entry wasn't. Yes, sure. This is <laughs> this is very much ticking the French boxes. Uh, and also, what? Yeah. And also the lyrics are very cynical, very fun. I imagine her singing them while bitterly smoking a cigarette. Uh, she could be singing about an abusive relationship with a lover. She could also be singing about the artist's relationship with their art and the relationship with success. She does like hint at that uh, in the lyrics. Uh, I love the humorously jaded approach the lyric have to this perspective, literally making a song and dance number, complaining about how destructive it is, but fully well knowing she is absolutely helpless to stop because the other side have her dreams in their pocket. Uh, and all she can do is take another whiff of that cigarette and keep going. <laughs> uh, the juxtaposition 
with the all-out cheesy disco is hilarious and I kind of love it. Well said, darling. Well, thank you. Uh, merci. Merci. Ça a été très bien dit. And the French, of course, are current junior champions as well. So it's all France, France, France. Although the next one is European Australia. This will be the continent's eighth Eurovision song since their one-off wild card from 2050, which seemingly has not expired. Their best result was second with Dami Im in 2016, but since then their results have been getting worse and worse. Got a laugh. Uh, last year they scored just three tally votes. Whoops, a daisy. So things can only get better. And as a result of this, SBS, the Australian broadcaster, abandoned their usual Gold Coast national final. And this year they've gone back to internally selecting their artists. So with that Mine, it's a pleasure to say good day to Voyager, a five piece pop metal band from Perth in Western Australia. They've been banging around since about 1999 and they've released seven studio albums. They actually came second to Sheldon Riley in last year's Australian final, so it's kind of sweet actually that they've been chosen to go to Liverpool. They've written this song, it's called Promise. Now then. Never you ever done anything like this before? Never you ever done anything like this before? If you've never done anything like this before, then you haven't been alive. Have you ever shut all the open doors? Have you ever just walked out and grown? Have you ever just lost your mind when you tried to unwind? Or are you coming right back for more?
Australia. Hmm, interesting. Now, take this as you will. We this, will. This reminds me of Ultravox. <laughs> oh, it means nothing to me. Oh, Vienna. <laughs> uh, dancing with tears in my eyes. No, I mean, it, it, it has that early 80s feel. Yes, yes, you know, it, 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 does that make sense to you? It has pop influences, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, look, after that misery fest of last year with Sheldon Riley, you know, dancing with that kind of alien mask on his face. And, you know, I mean, I've been to more cheerful funerals. I mean, this is such a breath of fresh air. <laughs> Look, this isn't winning. Uh, but it's nice, isn't it, that a, a band that's competitive in a previous year that comes second doesn't just get struck off from history and mm. forgotten about and gets a chance the next year. Um, what is it, though, this year about bands? I mean, why have we had so many all-male bands? I mean, there must be... Ten. So much testosterone on stage. There's an awful lot of long hair. I don't like long hair. Uh, long hair testosterone as well. So um, it's semi-final two. They're very lucky. It's going through to the final. It's ending up in the middle of the scoreboard. Promise. Ish. <laughs> Ish. <laughs> you see what I did there? Or, 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 or maybe a bit lower, possibly. Yes, it'll all be all right. Um, so there's something quite happy and positive about them and their brand of progressive pop rock uh, I've seen them perform other songs on YouTube and they really know how to sell the performance live the other members in the band are very very active on stage and sometimes do like coordinated movements almost like they were backing singers sometimes I find their choreographed moves a bit like naff a bit too much that a bit too much. Sorry, uh, <laughs> that's so stupid. Sorry, Do that, again. <laughs> that could be because I'm perhaps not expecting that kind of attitude in this type of music. Actually, there are quite a few unexpected things about their music and the image that Voyager has. It is difficult to wrap my head around and make a judgment whether or not I actually think all of this works and comes together but ultimately I do find them refreshing and it's all it's an overall positive experience they will definitely stand out they will sell the hell out of this song on stage and considering that this is closing semi-final two I just don't see how this would fail to qualify oh it's last song one is it yes mm. the pimp slot I love saying that just before we play the next song on the second 22nd of February our hosts were revealed what do you reckon? Will eight be enough? Oh, God. I don't know who half of these people are. Who is Hannah Waddenham? I mean, she looks the part. I know, but I mean, I had to Google her. I'm sorry about my ignorance. And Alicia Dixon, well, I do vaguely follow Strictly Come Dancing, wherever it's called, but not regularly. Um, I don't know. We have an awful lot of names and faces here. And also, I'm still confused, is Graham Norton on stage all the time or is he doing a Terry Wogan, appearing at the beginning, disappearing to do the commentary and then reappearing again at the end? I but... bet he does that, you know. Yeah, yeah. that sounds mm. very likely. <clears throat> so, the next short song will be the song from a place called Finland. It'll be their 56th entry since their debut in 1961. Of course, they've won just once with Lordi and Hard Rock Hallelujah in 2006. And have only managed one further top 10 results since then with Blind Channel in 2021. The Finnish broadcaster always puts on a national file. At the moment, it's called Uden Musiken Kilpaulu, which means new musical competition. It's a comparatively smaller affair 
than its Scandinavian neighbours in Norway and Sweden, but that doesn't mean to say it's any less entertaining. Now, winning the Swinish, the Swinish, <laughs> whatever that is, the Finnish final this year and beating six other acts was Karja, who is the alter ego of 29-year-old Jere Poihinen, a Finnish rapper, singer and boundary-breaking songwriter with a ball haircut. He wrote this song, it's called Cha-Cha-Cha, alongside Alexi Nurmi and Johannes Nakawaraninen. I might have said that wrong. It's tongue-in-cheek about going to a bar, drinking pina coladas, not having enough hands to hold onto the glasses, overcoming your inhibitions, and then having the courage to hit the dance floor and pour champagne all over yourself. That's just like a normal Tuesday night for us, isn't that? Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Now, he might come across as batshit crazy in his performance, but he's actually a very sweet boy. And the book is Have This at Second Favourites. Ooh! Okay, uh, who wants to go first? 
where do you start <laughs> with that? Um, I know this is an audio podcast. Please go onto YouTube and watch this because <laughs> we're only getting like 10% of the story. I mean, this is a televisual treat. The energy, the, the panache, the imagination that goes into a song with a guy who looks like a cross between Kermit the Frog and an Irish leprechaun, <laughs> uh, leaping around the stage connected with these pink ribbons to a load of dancers inside a Mexican wrestling ring. Oh, are you interested already? Well, that's nothing. Yes, I am. Um, <laughs> the, the, the cleverness of this song, apart from its crazy hypnotic energy, um, is, is this hybrid transition. That the first half of the song is is he's lost and it's chaotic and it's anarchic and he's all over the place, and suddenly there's this little movement in the middle where it becomes melodic. And, which you don't expect. You which you don't expect, yeah, because it, it couldn't if it, it would be boring if it went on like for three minutes. It wouldn't have anywhere to go, and suddenly it's as though this guy has and his life's been in a chaotic mess has suddenly got into a sense of giving in or reconciliation or he's suddenly found a way of making. Um, and this is, this is all translated into the dancers because he then becomes connected uh, to all the dancers in one great big movement. So it's it's great visual poetry connected to the music, connected to energy, connected to to uh, just absolute f off dance number Gangnam style. Um, I really want this to win. <laughs> So UMK was amazing this year. Hoidamut uh, and Ulivoy Mainen were fantastic studio cuts, but live Cha 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 was the obvious winner. The lyrics are about someone who wants to dance, but is too repressed for whatever reason. Uh, too repressed to go to the dance floor. So this person starts downing pina coladas to work up some liquid courage, and then at the end, finally hits the dance floor. And that... Uh, narrative, you can hear it in the song. It is represented with the aggression first and then the sort of cheesy release at the end. No pun intended. Uh, <laughs> oh, a cheesy release. How long did you think of that one? It's a bit like it's a bit like it's a bit like some it's a bit like some horrible football yob has learned how to do the macarena exactly, yeah. and then get drunk yeah. and then just like chill out. But exactly what like what you were saying, you don't appreciate when you only hear the track how much Caria is using that aggression as a counterpoint. Uh, to clothe the visual side of the entry in sort of colorful and outrageous flair and bravado. There are, like you were saying, cha-cha dancers on stage with him dressed in tight fluorescent pink and with teeth prosthetics and fluorescent white teeth prosthetics at that. At that. Um, he is wearing some very flamboyantly puffy sleeves, uh, but the rest of his upper body is bare in a very intentional way. Uh, he's showing off like a very beefy and traditionally masculine physique. Um, and, you know, that, that contrast is kind of what makes... Uh, makes this entry feel sort of modern and makes it feel contemporary. I, I absolutely love it. It is destroying the televote, by the way. Finland is the televote winner. We can probably say that confidently. Uh, will that be enough to win the whole contest, though? We'll see. In other words, what do the juries make of this? Do the exactly. juries look at this and say, oh, it's just a load of popular shit? Or do they go, do you know, it's not a classic ballad sung by a beautiful vocalist, but, you know, this is art. 
This is so cutting edge and different. We're gonna. It's got to do better than Shum did. It got 100 votes. This has got to be in jury votes up at the 150, 160 level in order to challenge the other potential mm. contender whose name you won't mention yet. But it's genius because he's combining two genres together and there's just so much going on. And then you've got the Chacha dancers who are amazing and that lovely pink caterpillar. And there's a lots of tongue going on, which I quite like too. Anyway, let's move <laughs> on to the next one, which is a song from San Marino. This will be the tiny enclaved microstates. 11th Eurovision of their selection process continues to get more sophisticated and more complex. Although ironically, this doesn't guarantee a good result. They failed to qualify last year. So the pressure is on for this year's selection and coming out on top of a five-heat multinational, oh, anybody can have a go, jury only vote, because, of course, there aren't enough people in San Marino to register a televote, and beating 126 other entries are willing to put their career on the line by representing San Marino is an Italian rock band called Peaked Jacks, formed back in 2006, whose members are called E. King, Little Laddie, Holy Hargot and Magic O. The Marinos have qualified for the final just three times and the best result was 19th in 2019 with Sir Hat and his Nana. This is called Like an Animal, it's all snake eyes and butterflies. Fly. 
Um, oh, why? Why? I'm not crazy about the song. It is nothing wow, but and it isn't very interesting. The chorus is a bit repetitive. I think the lyrics are questionable. Uh, San Marino will struggle to qualify, even though they are in the weaker semi-final too. 126 songs in the final. <laughs> come on. Is that the best they can come up with, Mr Mark? There were another 125 trying to beat this. Mm-hmm. Jeez, what do people do in San Marino? There's no people in San Marino. That's the thing. It doesn't oh, exist. I do. Well, it does actually, but there you go. You know, to be a competitive entry in San Marino, you've got to have a really good song with a really good performer, and even then it's all a bit... Song by Valentino. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so, sadly, this is bracketed with Romania as an absolutely cast-iron non-qualifier. Mm-hmm. Never mind, it's always next year, I suppose. We should move on to the song from Poland. This is Poland's 25th. Contest their silver anniversary. Um, they had their 10 song national final on February 26th, and ooh, the fans have got their claws out, ooh. haven't they, Mark? Oh, I'm so angry about we this. We're so angry, the wrong song won. But we'll get to that in a moment. Winning the jury vote, and there's like 18 things wrong with that sentence. Winning the jury <laughs> vote and coming second in the public vote, we have 23 year old Polish model and singer in inverted commas, Blanca. And having heard her sing this, I'd guess she's probably better at modelling than singing. It's taken a team of seven people, including the lovely aforementioned Blanca, to write this. It's, it's, it's only two minutes and 34 seconds long. So given that a team of seven wrote this, they've written about 22 seconds each. Um, some might say that it's still too long. Um, the digital download includes a Christmas bell version, which is nice of course poland's best result came on their debut in 1994 when they came a very exciting second but they've yet to hit the top five since then could this be their year <laughs> obviously it's not going to be i'm, I'm tempted actually <laughs> um not to play the studio version but to play the the the, 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 the live you play the live version yeah. Yeah, yeah. which normally wouldn't do because it's unfair let's but honest. let's just play this song and you can this see is how what they voted for no no this yeah. is what the jury's thought would should win the juries the song's called solo it really is solo
That's 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 my winning entry this year. Uh, to just remind us, uh, that got twelve points with the jury. Remind us, what are the jury actually looking for? I think vocal performance, right? Vocal, yeah, yeah, so yeah, cool, yeah, cool, cool, yeah. I mean, I think originality, that's creativity, yeah, sure, sure, sure. yeah uh, originality, lyrics, um, cutting edge. You know, imagination, complexity of song structure. Yeah, it's all there, isn't it? It is all there. It is uh, so all there. Alle- allegedly, just allegedly, the Polish broadcaster rigged the national final because the front runner had LGBTQ vibes. Now, this is not Blanca's fault, but it makes it even more difficult to like the entry. And I, to be honest, I'm not a fan to begin with. Her greatest ability is to look good because it certainly isn't singing or executing choreography. Uh, <laughs> I'm though I'm very impressed with her sort of fake it till you make it attitude in the national final performance with the detached assured confidence of a serial killer she looks into the camera smiles and without even flinching proceeds to completely murder her own song the, <laughs> the song itself it's sort of cutesy basic piece of fluff charmingly liberated from any attempts at engaging your brain It doesn't really make me feel anything, and even if Blanca managed to elevate her performance, I just don't think it would be enough for me to like it. And for Europe to like it, I think Poland will have to do something really spectacular with the staging, while perhaps relying on some sort of other entries to fail. What the listeners won't appreciate probably is just how much anger there was in Poland about the reports of corruption about this choice uh it led to statements from nearly all of the big eurovision um fan groups and if you remember last year poland was one of the countries that was fingered by the esc for corruption of their jury voting uh, and their votes were disqualified and not only is it the fact that the song was preferred unfairly against jan uh, gladiator uh, who messed up on the day but actually had a perfectly good cutting edge song um Several of the people on the jury were known to be friends and supporters of Blanca, even relatives, family relatives. Or clients, even. Clients. I mean, the whole thing is just shocking. Uh, so, and, and this this has actually led... People say, oh, yeah, but in spite of all that, because it's televote only, Poland has a great diaspora, therefore she will actually get through to the final. There's apparently so much anger and negativity about the way this was all handled that people are boycotting her. So I think she's in big trouble. And were the successes of last year's fantastic Ockham masterpiece? Well, he was 
you know, let's face it, 12th for Poland is like winning for any other country. So he did pretty well last year, even though the staging was very disappointing. But I mean, you know, the idea, how can you compare this with, with Ochman, you know? So tell me, how would you feel, hold my hand, tell, how would you feel if that song got more votes than The River? That's not going to happen, though. You never know! I would have to rip up my membership card and go off and throw myself in, <laughs> in, a, river. in, in a river, you know. Let me take my body down, right down, down, down 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 to to the the river. river. (laughs) Remember that one, everybody? Yeah. All I can say is booty, 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 so fat. (gasps) Did you not hear that? Uh, Yeah. Okay. Um, (laughs) Moving on. Moving on. I thought that was quite well. Netherlands. The Dutch have been internally selecting their artists now for the last 10 years, and it's given the land of the tulip. Some good results, including one win, of course, thanks to our lovely Duncan back in 2019. And how long ago does that feel right now? This year's act was announced on the 1st of November last year. It's a duet formed with 27-year-old Mia Nicolai and 29-year-old Dion, both Dutch-born and bred, and they've been put together especially for Eurovision to continue the Netherlands' recent run of good results. Indeed, the aforementioned Mr Lawrence and his husband, alongside our performers, have written this song, and it's called Burning Daylight, and it will drop on 1st of March. I don't find any joy anymore From the same old cycle Don't know what made me happy before From all to zero Where did I go? Between falling and running I've been trying to get on my feet in time Never been good at crying, always wanted to be the tough type I'm sorry, I'm just human, I'm losing myself, I'm chasing highs I'm losing myself, I'm chasing highs I'm burning I'm burning 
I think in a, in a balladless year, that's the best ballad. I think it's going to do very well. I'm not so sure. Oh, you. Ooh. Well, don't forget, it's semi one. It's semi one. So there are two songs. <laughs> there are two songs I'd hold before you here. There's uh, France Merci, which had a beautiful song staged utterly dully with it any sense of panache and imagination mm -hmm. with two people across the microphone with someone strumming a guitar for three minutes and it ended up 12th in the final. I know it was not about qualifying and not qualifying because it was France and therefore automatically the final, but it was dull and it didn't do as well as it could have done. Then there's the Common Linnets where nobody listening to that in 2014 up until a week before the contest gave it any hell's chance of coming in the top five and suddenly um, i beg to differ yeah yeah well you're the only one who saw what was going to happen <laughs> because you're amazing yeah exactly. yeah exactly. But, but but you know that staging went wow uh duos duets are rare in eurovision they don't come along very often in a very convincing way this is a very very lovely song but it could easily get lost if it isn't really staged with and they've got to do a lot better than last year's de deepter which was magnificent but only came 11th in the contest because ultimately they put it on the stage and didn't do a lot with her and just you know let her sing the song and then this thing ended so Please, Netherlands, don't disappoint us. Uh, stage this beautifully with 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 um, flair and get to the final. So it's interesting you compared it to the Common Linnets. Uh, in 2014, when I heard all the song, the Common Linnets were immediately in my top two because for me the song had something immediate that like engaged me. I don't find that with this. I think it is immediate, but more predictable uh it's not as exciting it is a very super nice well-constructed pop ballad but for me each section just kind of does its things it comes and goes and then it goes to the chorus uh i really like the chorus though the performers look great together it all just feels a little bit sort of painted by numbers for me and i don't know how well this would be in the televote i am i don't think this is a short fire qualifier no. at all no. it's first semi-final yeah. Hmm. Okay, we've got two more to go in our second preview show here. We have Cyprus and Germany. Not more hot totty we hear you cry. Absolutely. Oh, more hot totty. <laughs> oh, is that Germany then? No, it's not. It might not be vintage year as far as the songs go, but our advice here at Eurobliss is to have a small damp towel handy throughout the proceedings. The Cypriot broadcasts have been internally selecting their songs now for the last six years and it's provided the sunny Mediterranean island with some of its best results. And this year will be no exception, I've decided. Moving away from the up-tempo of the last few years, we have 24-year-old Sydney-born Andrew Lambrew. I love a name that rhymes. He did X Factor in Australia in 2015 and got eliminated before the live shows. Well done. And then last year he tried to sing for his continent in the Australian final where he finished seventh out of eighth. So it might not sound too good right now, but that doesn't matter because in the preview video of his song, which is called Break a Broken Heart, he looks absolutely smashing in speedos. Play the song. <laughs> Didn't mind that I was bleeding out. You feel my life 
with minor songs I loved you but you love to do me wrong I miss your kiss gasoline on the matchstick red lights flashes rising out of the ashes but I see you for who you are but you can't break a broken heart you lift me up believe in the garden you tell me assumption that he will qualify from his semi-final he will automatically get uh, Du's Poin from of course Greece and the Australians that's 24 points already before he's opened that big beautiful mouth of his <laughs> <laughs> okay so I can hear it's a good production I can see that he is a handsome guy I can too but the the lyrics are so cringe and I just don't find him very charismatic I, I saw the national final performance uh from Australia that he did last year. I find him a little bit wooden. I find him sort of like a record company man bot. Uh, it's all very safe. Mm. It's all very record company friendly. Uh, it's not for me, but I, I do think this entry definitely has its audience. I do think it will qualify to the final, but in the final, I don't see it like threatening the top positions. I mean, top 15, maybe, maybe mm. close to top 10. Who's lucky? No, I, I'd agree with that. Uh, it would be struggling in the perilous first semi-final, but in the second one, swimming in a sea of such disappointing mediocrity, 
all it has to do is point its nose above the water and it will qualify. <laughs> and he certainly points his nose above the water. There's no doubt about that, and not only that. Um, <laughs> I think this is one of those things that you have on your headphones in the gym or you have in the car, and it comes on, you go, oh, that's nice, three minutes, and then you forget about it. Uh, if you weren't looking at him as well, you probably would forget about very, very quickly, but he's very, very nice to look at. So it's nice that Cyprus hasn't done this kind of like girly Diablo Fuego thing again mm -hmm. uh, and, and that there's a male singer for once. I still feel very sad that the attempt to go ethnic last year and and and, oh, yeah. and, 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 and with a fantastic song. Yeah, yeah, which doesn't perform wasn't perform well on the night and therefore they they've gone safe and gone mm. western and gone mainstream again but they've done this decently but i totally agree i think it's ending 18th to the 20th on the final. yeah it does sound like this is from melody festival and yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. which brings us to the last song in this preview show and as i said before it's the song from germany now the germans have finished in the bottom two six out of the last seven contests which is absolutely appalling and I feel like we need to hold hands and say a prayer for them Was ist Deutsch für wooden spoon? <laughs> <laughs> we ask ourselves is it worth them continuing being part of the big five and funding something they're evidently horrifically out of touch with Let's see. Now, winning the German national final, Unser Lied for Liverpool, on March the 3rd and beating seven of an axe, of an axe, other acts, was the Lord of the Lost, an industrial metal five-man band from Hamburg, and their self-penned song, Blood and Glitter. Will this catapult the Germans out of the bottom three? Let's find out, boys. Blood and glitter, sweet and bitter. We're so happy we could die Two feet. 
happy we could die. Blood and bitter, sweet and bitter. was a very strange German final. You had Patty Gurdy, didn't you, to win? And she came, let's remind ourselves, she came, what was it? Oh, yes, last. She utterly messed up. She did. She... Give me some blood and glitter. Yeah, well, this was a better performance than hers. I mean, she had a really decent um, Celtic-y melodic song, which she hurdy-gurdy, which she totally messed up on. I mean, this... Look, this is a stronger German entry than in recent years. Um, let's say that's the case. But, I mean, people call this glam rock. They've said it's like sub lordy. They've said it's all sorts of things. My main problem with this is it's just the really basic song. It's really repetitive. You just get this blood and glitter thing. I mean, it's it's about one and a half minutes of the whole three minutes is just the repeat of that chorus so I think the juries will absolutely tank this because they just as a musical composition it's really 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 thin I think it will get sort of family kiddie votes because they'll look rather interesting and, and rather um, you know there'll be lots of razzmatazz on the screen Germany isn't going to come in the bottom two this year but it's not going to come in the top two <laughs> it was a German tally vote that made it in the winner wasn't it yeah so I completely agree with pretty much everything you said. I would like to add, though, that Germany, uh, this is one of the best German entries in a very long time, <laughs> but that's not a very high bar at all. And also, I mean, like, for Germany, a very strong national final, like, at least the studio cuts. <laughs> Unfortunately, I also agree with you when it comes to saying that this is quite a basic song. Uh, it's, for me, a bit on the nose with the blood and glitter thing the rock and the pop references. His vocals are a bit like David Bowie, but maybe Bauhaus sounding sometimes. Uh, but I am very glad that Germany is trying something different and and fun. Like, it definitely at least has a vision. It will be entertaining. It will be fun on stage. And it's definitely not top 10 material, but Germany will definitely not be relegated to the lower rankings of the final this year. Or the lowest ranking of the final We'll take your word for it on that one, shall we? <laughs> so that completes our second preview show. I hope you all found fulfilment and a sense of belonging amongst those wonderful songs. There are another 13 to go in our third and final instalment. So pour yourselves a pint of sherry, sit back and join us for part three, which, like London buses, is literally around the corner. Tatty bye for now. Bye! bye. bye.